Hey, y'all, we are back for episode nine. I hope that you guys took some time as we rounded out October and Breast Cancer Awareness Month to either have a mammogram or get one scheduled. Um, let's make sure that we are taking care of our bodies, doing some the the highest the highest uh, level of self-care that we possibly can. We are rolling right into November, which is hard to believe. We are in the second to last month of the year, but here we are. It is uh, November already, and um, some of you, I think, voted yesterday, but either way, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, so we've got so many things to be thankful for. Um, we are just rolling, rolling right along. Um, the pandemic continues, and life is moving fast, it seems, faster than it should. Uh, episode nine, I, I get to sit down with my another one of my dope-ass family members. I think I've told y'all before that I have family that does, I feel like, literally everything. And uh, this is no different. Angel is the cosmic one, the one that is, you know, connected to the universe and healing. Um, it also includes some astrology and Reiki. And, you know, I had questions, y'all. I had questions because I grew up in the church. And, um, you know, from what I understood, you couldn't do both. You couldn't be, you know, a Christian and believe in astrology. You had to kind of choose one. And so Angel and I dive into that a little bit. And she, you know, answers some questions of mine and just kind of talks about what that lifestyle is like. Um, we address some of the stereotypes. So definitely a good conversation to have. Um, I like having eclectic family members or just, you know, eclectic, but also like, I like the fact that we don't all do the same things. We are definitely not a homogenous family and it makes it interesting and fun. It also makes for good podcasting. So um, I hope you enjoy. Tune in, get your uh, favorite herbal tea, turn on some, light a candle, turn on some soft music, um, and enjoy episode nine. So, um, today I am here with my cousin. Yay! <laughs> yes. Um, before I, let's see, it's, it's funny because, so I've had Quay on, um, I guess people probably are like do you have cousins that do everything I kind of do a little bit yeah yes. um, so before we get started <laughs> um what do you want people to know about you oh God. that's a loaded question <laughs> it's not because like, that's what we're going to talk it about it is mm. that's a loaded question um what I want people to know about me is that if you meet me through social media or in college or career arena mm -hmm. then you probably think i'm an extrovert but i'm not okay okay I'm very, I'm very much a hermit and a homebody who loves to travel but travel so i can chill and just take a new scenery so it's not that i like to be i'm not a socialite okay 
I like to chill. Okay. I like you are definitely the, the chiller of us. The more chill <laughs> between me, Quay, Darius, and Mo. Probably definitely the, the more chill one. Um, yes. Tell me what you do, because that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. Tell me what you do and like who you are in that realm. I was going to try to like say it, but I'm sure I would, number one, jack it up, and number two, probably leave something out. So tell me what, what that, tell me about that. Yes. So the easiest way to explain like the overarching umbrella of what I do is energy healing and energy reading. So within energy healing and energy reading, I do coaching. I do astrology readings. I do aromatherapy. I do tarot readings. I do psychic readings through Akashic Records. I teach classes about how to do those things. I do Reiki, which is a traditional form of Japanese healing. It's kind of similar to like when people would say they lay their hands on you in church, Mm -hmm. except you don't have to lay hands on the person. You can do it near them without touching them, or you can do it from a distance. So everything that I do is based on energy and like quantum physics and science basically and the idea that energy is always existing and moving and that we can connect th- with each other through our energy regardless of where we are in the world mm-hmm. and um that energy can neither be created nor destroyed it just is and right. so sometimes it just needs to be managed right It may need to be healed. It may need to be released. It may need to be transformed or transmuted into power or creativity, right? So you can have your health, but this is all, everything that I do is about helping people feel more at peace, more healthy, more in alignment with their truth and their authentic self Mm -hmm. and really coming out of like feeling like they have to be a certain way and becoming more of who they're really meant to be. Wow. Okay. So that's a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a lot to unpack. Um, Indeed. Yes. It is. Um. So I'll tell you, like, from personal experience, I so you know I was raised in the church. Um. Yeah, we both were. Well, I was gonna say most of us were. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Um. And most of the time, you know, we didn't. There was no belief in like not even just there was no belief in higher powers that weren't religious so like if it wasn't God like what you mean you laying hands like what you mean what you mean you got you know you, you're doing different things what you mean you burning candles and like wiping stuff on your skin um and you know I can't front like as I've gotten older I mean I won't even say older like as I've as I've over the years like I have been curious about you know palm readings and being like I right, yo tell me what's coming like I want to go and sit I want to pay the lady $25 and I want her to tell me, am I going to get married? Like how many babies am I going to have? Like, is this dude I'm dating? Is he going to be the one? You know what I'm saying? So I guess the first question I have is, can you be both? Can you, can you believe in both Christianity or religion, religion, right? And an all an alternate, an alternative I don't know what, you know what you would call it. Like, can you believe in both? Mm-hmm. Believe in both, like yeah. energy shifting so, and astrology yes. and Christianity. 
Yes, so that's a very good question because um, I think there's a big misconception that the two are mutually exclusive and they're not, right? Mm -hmm. So um, there's so much <laughs> to, dig, to dig into. This is such a, a in-depth topic, really. Um, so it depends on who you are going to and who you're working with. And so I can only really speak for myself and where I'm coming from. And so that's what I'm going to do because there's different types of readers with different beliefs. Okay. There are Christian readers. There are people who call themselves Christian witches. There are Christian healers who are um, very committed to Christianity and also do Reiki and astrology because the two are not, or the three or whatever, they're not mutually exclusive, right? right. And so I'm going to talk about my perspective and my angle okay. and how it also ties into why those things are not separate from each other and they're not on two different ends of the spectrum. They actually go together. Okay. So, As a Christian yes. witch, already, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm not a Christian witch because I don't consider myself at this point to be Christian, even though that's the way I was raised. It's okay. not because I have a problem with Christianity. I do not. I do not have a problem with Jesus Christ. I do not. I am what's called an omnis, though, where I have studied so many different religious faiths that I value all religions. I value all the faiths, and I believe that there is value in each faith. So when someone comes to me, no matter what religious faith or background they have or practice, I am aware of that. I know something about it, and I can honor it with them because I see the God in everything. Got it. Okay. So from my perspective, like, God is all things, mm -hmm. right? and God is energy and God is variety. God is a spectrum. So if God wants to make sure that we are connected to him and we're you know, connected to each other, he's connected to us, we're all parts of him, right? We believe we're all God's children, then there's gonna be various different ways that God will show up for us to make so, sure that he reaches us. Okay, so I guess right? before we move to the next thing, so. So on a very basic level, do you pray? Yes. So then when you pray, who are you praying to? Me personally, I talk to God. Now, I do believe in other spiritual beings and bodies, but I still believe that there is God source. There is a God that is the source. I do believe that, right? Okay. That doesn't mean that I cannot also believe that there is truth in someone um, who's Hindu and believes that there's multiple gods. That doesn't mean that I don't have an understanding that um, when it comes to astrology, God can speak through us through the energy of the planets, because the planets are just symbols and representatives of things that we're experiencing. So it's a language that God is giving us to understand ourselves and our lives. Okay. astrology is not just about your zodiac sign for the month you were born that's called your sun sign there's mm -hmm. a whole chart that's based on the day and the time and the location that you were born mm -hmm. and from that chart it's like a map it's just like your um fingerprint right, right. we all have our own individual fingerprint so literally there's an astrology chart that is specific to you. No other person will have a chart that is exactly like yours. Mm -hmm. Even if they're your twin, it'll come close. 
and a reader who also like if somebody does astrology and they also have intuitive abilities they may pick up on your twin while they're doing your reading that's happened to me before I'd be like there's another person like oh I have a twin oh okay <laughs> right so I'm like reading both of them even though I'm supposed to only be reading one person right, right. um but it is it is it is symbolic it's like a compass so when we for me, in my perspective, when we turn to astrology, mm -hmm. we're looking for another way to get answers from God. Hmm. It is not something that is just like, you know, somebody just pulled it out of a hat. So does that mean very real? So does that mean like, you know, so people, some people subscribe to like astrology readings in their emails. Right. So you would get I mean, at one point in my life, I was getting so I'm a Gemini. Right. So I would, you know, plug in all this information online and then every day I would get a horoscope. That's what it was. I'd get a horoscope and it would right. tell me about my day. It would tell me about, you know, what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Um, so like, how is that? So are those specific to me or would I have to go to someone and get a reading for it to be specific to me? And then how is that specific to me? And not specific, not just specific to everybody that was born on that same day at that same time. Right. So horoscopes, see, I don't like the word horoscopes because then it's like <laughs> people see it's the horror. It's not from God, right? So like I don't do horoscopes. Okay. Right. Me personally. Um, and so horoscopes are like based on if it's a daily message, then it's based on the energy of that day. And so where do we get the energy of that day from? We have to look at, again, remember I said it's like a compass. So we have to look at the stars and where everything is at in the sky at that time. And so based on where the moon is at today, where the sun is at today, where this planet is, where that planet is, then this could be some energy that may affect or a Gemini may have to work with today, for example. Okay. Doesn't mean every Gemini is going to experience that is not, you know, meant necessarily for somebody to read it and then think that's how their day is going to go. Right. And that's part, part of why I don't do horoscopes. Okay. Because for me, what I do when I give someone a reading, it's not meant for them to use it as a crutch and think that they're gonna know every single thing that's gonna happen to them at every single minute of their life. Okay. Because if that was the case, there'd be no reason for us to have a human experience. Right. And the future is always changing because remember what I said in the beginning, energy is always moving. Right. So even if right now you get a reading and you ask, oh, am I supposed to marry this person? Spirit, God, you know, the planets, the energy that you're reading, whether you're reading cards, whatever it is, could say yes. And it could be very true in that moment. And maybe you are supposed to marry that person for a lesson. Are you going to be married to that person forever? Are you going to spend the rest of your life with them? That could change because we still have free will, right? Mm -hmm. okay. So when people come to me for, with certain questions, what I've noticed is that when people want to love reading, especially relationship readings, the messages that I get when I'm channeling those readings are never really about the other person. 
God really tells me what the person really needs to know and do for themselves. Hmm, okay. And it's really about still letting people know they have a choice. And it's like, well, there's some message coming through that saying, you know, sometimes like, oh, this situation is good for you. And then it's like, oh, this may not be that good for you, but you have a choice. You can stay in it and you can deal with this or you can move on and then you can experience that. And then, you know, um, I usually have like recommendations for energy work that people might need to do mm -hmm. based on what they've been through or what they've gone through that can help them manage the emotional side of what they're going through. Because a lot of it is like, you know, we're dealing with emotions because we're dealing with changes and it's not necessarily always easy to deal with changes, especially if we're questioning if we can trust someone, you know, what's going to happen to me. I'm not sure what to do with my career, things like that. And so... Right. Career readings are usually better, like when people ask about their spiritual path or purpose or career, mm -hmm. those are, I enjoy those more because that's really what I feel like God wants me to help people with, right? Okay. As far as like relationships and trying to find out if someone is cheating on you or not, <laughs> okay. Most readers in my circle will say, by the time you have to come to a reader and ask if somebody's cheating on you, you then already you, know, know. you already know. You right. just may not have actual proof of it, but there's a reason why you're asking, right? But I would imagine mm -hmm. people want to know, like, you know, is this my soulmate, or am I supposed to be with them, or like, you know, is are they gonna marry? Are they gonna ask me to marry them, or you know, what is my future with this guy? I mean, yeah, I'm sure people want to know people are cheating, but also. But even that, right, like I said, the future is always changing. Energy is always moving. There's the butterfly effect. There's the domino effect. So in a moment, it could be like, yes, this is a great relationship for you. Y'all are going to get married. Y'all going to have kids and it's going to be great. And then there's something that one of y'all does in two years that tips the scales. And then now you go back to that same reader and she'll be like, oh, shoot, something's wrong. Right. Right. But I mean, I Something would know, like, I, right. guess, I guess for me, and then I, you know, and then I have a different question, but like, I guess for me, I would want to know, you know, I don't expect, I don't know. I don't know that I expect um, someone to be able to tell me about my forever life. You know what I'm saying? Like what's going <laughs> to happen forever. But mm -hmm. I would want to know, um, if the person I'm dating is the person, like even if it's just the person for a little while, but I would right because what does that mean even? So like even when you mention soulmate, right? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of controversy and debate about what soulmate means, what twin twin flames mean, all these different terms that we use, right? Um, forever love, whatever you want to call it. What does that mean? And so. And from my perspective, a soulmate could be anybody. It could be your best friend. It doesn't right. have anything to do with a sexual relationship or relationship right. of that nature that's romantic. It could be someone, you know, and I believe in past lives. So it could be someone that you've been connected to in previous lives that you're supposed to also connect with in this life. Y'all have great energy together. The relationship is healthy. Y'all benefit each other. Or it could even be one that is meant to force you to grow. And it could be a very challenging relationship, but you learn a lot from it right so yeah. soulmate when we traditionally think of it though we think of it as like the person that we're supposed to be romantically involved with and this is my soulmate this is my person this is my other half or my better half or whatever right. people say about it but that's not necessarily 
the real reality of it. Right. So when people come to you and they want to know that, right? So like when we end this call and I'm like, all right, Angel, <laughs> now read this girl, read this. I'm going to put this palm up to the screen. I need you to read it. Right. What's going on? So when people <laughs> come to you and they want to know about their relationship, I mean, are you, do you typically answer those questions for them? So it depends on what it is. Um, okay. And it depends on what exactly they're asking, right? So in this work, you will get all types of questions about all types of things. I mean, I've had people ask me, can I tell them which one of the people they slept with is their baby daddy? And I was like, that you need to go to the doctor for. You know what I mean? Like, but you can get all types of questions because people have a certain perception of what psychic means. And I, I don't right. always like that word either. They right. think if you're psychic, you could just tell them any and everything. And what's right. the lotto numbers? And it's like, well, if it was like that, I mean, I would have all the answers to everything. And then like, what's the point? Like then, then I'm God. And that that's not why God got us here. So right. no, doesn't mean you have all the answers. Everybody's gift works differently. So most of the time, my preference for relationship readings is to involve both people. Really? So I prefer to do compatibility or synastry readings where I will have both people together and talk about their energy and how, you know, the challenges they may be facing based on what I'm seeing in their individual charts, how their energies work together and what they can do to help their relationship improve and grow and be better. The things but they what if they don't want to come? What if they like, what if the other person's like, I ain't going to, I ain't doing that. So it's against what I believe ethically most of the time to do that. The only time I make an exception, which I have several times, is when a woman comes to me mm -hmm. and she's concerned because she has children. It could be an abusive situation. Okay. And then I'm helping her out and helping her figure out what to do. Um, but I let people know that it's actually unethical to read somebody's chart or to read someone's energy without their permission. Because like, you know, and it, there's some people who who are intuitive or psychic and they walk around all day and they'll just walk to you up on walk up on you on the street and be like, oh, I know this about you. And I'll grab they'll grab your palm and be like, oh, you got it. That is so annoying to me and intrusive and inappropriate. It's, it's, it's unprofessional and I don't like that people do that. Right. Um, so I personally, I actually have, you know, things that I do where, cause there was a point in my life, especially when I was little, I was picking up on things all the time. And yeah. so fortunately I have a mentor and a godmother who snatched me up and was like, I need to teach you some things. And so I learned how to protect my energy. And I learned how to not have to read everything all the time. Cause okay. that would drive you crazy. Okay. If you're constantly picking up on what's going on with other people and then you might be concerned and you want to ask them about it and then they're mad at you because you're all in their business and how you know that and you're not like how you know that? like I, I mean I, I've had times when I really scared people because they simply just told me their birthday and I was like oh you da, 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 and how you know that and then they don't want to talk to me no more. So I had that, to learn that, that. like that's not cool right. So it's <laughs> funny because that actually leads into my next question. Um is it I mean obviously some of it is a gift right but then how do you so it's funny because I had um I have realized that I am an empath and it is challenging it is challenging because um I have no desire to pick up on people's energy um I have no desire to carry that with me 
exactly <laughs> um but i mm-hmm. i do i currently do a poor job of of turning that off like i don't i do a poor job of turning that off and so for me what that looks like for me to turn it off is i shut down completely because i don't know how to like not shut down and and it's funny because the other day i was in a um i was at work and we were we were interviewing we we're interviewing people for a job and we got off the phone and um, it was a virtual interview. We got off the interview and um, we were, you know, just kind of discussing the candidates or whatever. And I was, you know, talking about, you know, whatever. And um, one of the people in leadership in my organization was like, you read people really quickly and really accurately and really well. And I was like, yeah, welcome to the gift and the curse. Like, you know, and that's not to say that I'm walking around like, oh, he's a demon. Oh, he's not. And oh, he's an angel. Oh, come here. Let me talk. Like, it's not like that. Right. Um, but it is very much like um, intentionally or unintentionally, I tend to pick up people's space. So like, if you are tremendously sad, I might not be tremendously sad, but I'm probably sad. Right. Um, You know, I am typically the one that people come to in the office or the one that, you know, people are, I don't even want to say drawn to, but kind of. I know things about people at my last job that I had no business knowing. And I don't mean like from a psychic perspective. I mean, because they came in and they shared those things with me. Right. And I'm talking about um, women, men, white women, black women, you know, the, the, the countryest redneck white men, you know. Um, and so some of that is like, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> All of it is like, you ain't asked for that. All, All of it is like, I ain't asked for that. You know, and then the other part is like, well, God, if you're going to let me read energy like this, like, why can't you know what's gonna happen in my relationship? Like, why you can't tell me that? And I have even had conversations about with people that are um, more spiritual than I would say I am. I mean, I'm definitely spiritual. I definitely have a relationship with God, but I mean, like, more than me, um, who have said, who have referred to my ability to see, to think ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose my words carefully because I'm to not have discernment. You have discernment. You have very yeah. good discernment. Mm-hmm. And, right. And so I had to choose my words carefully because I don't want anybody to think this chick saying she could see into the future. No, that's not what I'm saying. I cannot see into the future, but very much like days and months down the line, like, and some of it is manifested in the way I plan. I'm like, oh, there's potential for this. And so let me plan out every possible thing um I have also at least twice in my life had prophetic dreams where and some of them weren't even dreams some of them were like daydreams Mm -hmm. um one of them I remember very specifically I was I don't know Michael was here so I might have been 19 or 20 and a girlfriend, we worked at the Waffle House. It was brand new, y'all. So if y'all listen, so you probably don't know, but in North Carolina, in Durham, if the Waffle House people are like, they don't have no teeth. Like, it's, it's real bad. They're like, I, it's real bad. I don't know how, how it'd be at the Waffle House. It'd be like that, the ones in Georgia. Yeah. 
it's, I think there's one bad. out here somewhere too. Like everywhere that does Waffle House is like that. So that is real bad. Like where do I get those people? But this one that I worked at was brand new. <laughs> And it was by the airport. So it was like a completely different clientele. This is not that Waffle House you went to after the club. This is the one that like the business people that, um, you know, the business people that were flying in or flying out would come by and get break. And I worked the morning shift. I was there like seven, three. Okay, boom. So I'm going, I'm going to work. Me and one of my girlfriends are going to work and Michael's in the backseat and we are, um, I'm going to drop him off at his dad's. and. I had this vision of us getting into a fight um, and we had never like, I mean, I, I guess we had fought before, but it wasn't like, we had never fought with Michael. Like it wasn't that. Um, anyway, so I had this vision, like as I'm driving, right? I tell my girlfriend, I'm like, girl, I just had a daydream and me and him got into a fight. And we kind of laughed. And I tell her the entire daydream and we get there and like we weren't beefing or anything and we get there and I don't even remember like how it escalated so quickly but that entire daydream came to fruition like there was an altercation um I remember Michael was strapped in his car seat because I had just taken the whole car seat in the house he got we got into an altercation I ended up bumping the car seat he rolled off the couch to the floor like still strapped in his car seat um, his grandmother was screaming, not my mom, but his dad's mom. And I remember getting back in the car and being like, and she looking at me like, you know, um, how you, how you know that was about to happen. And even in that moment, I didn't, like I had the daydream, but it didn't resonate with me at the time. Like it just was like a day girl, girl, you know, you wake up and have daydreams about, you know, hitting the lottery. That ain't never happened. I ain't hitting the lottery yet. So, you know, I feel like, I feel like some of it is intuition that you are, I guess, born with maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess that's my question. Like, number one, where does that gift come from? And then number two, how do you, or how did you turn that gift into a business? Because I mean, right now that is your business. That's your business. That's mm -hmm. what you do for a living. Yeah. So that's a great question. So um, some of these abilities like having um prophetic dreams um having visions just having a knowing right um they they run in our family so i have prophetic dreams all the time i always have since i was little um i've always seen auras um most of the time we don't really talk about these things but there's moments where like my grandmother would say certain things it's like how you know that and you're not supposed to really have a whole full conversation with how she know right right we're not going there right. but we all know that there's pretty much all of us have a knowingness about things right and not all of our abilities um come to us the same way or um play out the same way Mm -hmm. but we all kind of have um you know most of us in our family we have it in some way form or fashion um and so what happens um sometimes is that you know I have the same thing happen I'll wake up and I'll be like why was I there with them people and who was that <laughs> and then a couple weeks later 
sometimes months later, sometimes even a year later, I'm like, oh, shoot. I dreamed about this and I remember it. Like I dreamed about this. Okay, now it's making sense. I would dream about people before I meet them even. And I'll be like, who is that? And why was I with them? Oh, that's just a silly dream. Like I blow it off in the moment, right? Because I don't know in the moment, but later on I get the clarity. And so um, I, throughout life, I was like always drawn to astrology from as early as I can remember. If I saw anything that was like zodiac sign, horoscope, I was picking it up and reading it from the time that I could read. Like, I can't tell you when it started. I can just tell you that like, like we'd be in the supermarket when I was little and you know, they used to have like those things right by the cash register with like the little zodiac horoscope books. I was grabbing those. And if there was an Ebony magazine or Jet magazine on the table that had a horoscope and I was grabbing it. Like I was just Anytime I saw anything that had it, I was just reading it. I was just like so drawn to it. And it became something that I easily just like picked up. It was like, I understood it. I got it. And I just kept like studying it more and more. And so some of that is why I believe in past lives, because if you look at someone's astrology chart, you can actually see some information about their past life. You can actually see what abilities or gifts they may have carried from a previous life and you can see some things about their family line and what gifts run in their family line as well so like my daughter her birthday um just passed she turned 19 Mm -hmm. and I just gave her her first deck of tarot cards and I explained to her how utilizing the hands to heal or fix things runs in our family and that's on my family on my my mother's side so on my mother's side my grandfather was a mechanic Okay. So he used his hands to fix cars, right? Mm-hmm. My mother um, sold. And when I say she sold, I mean, she sold. Like she was right. making them church dresses and she, made, <laughs> whole, she right. made whole entire men's suits. She made wedding gowns. Like my mother sold things from scratch with that sewing machine, okay? Right. And then, <laughs> then she went on to, she would even make like um, wedding decorations, like the place settings for the tables. And then she would fix medical pipettes, right? And so then when it transformed to me, I... Um, realized I was good with my hands when it came to healing. Mm, So even when I am typing a message, sometimes if I'm doing a reading for somebody and I'm typing it, it comes out even faster than if I try to speak it. Um, And when I use cards, that's another way I use my hands. And then the Reiki is another way that I use my hand. So then I explained all that to her when I was passing it on to her. So you know, on my father's side, which is how we're related, right? Mm-hmm. I noticed that there's that knowing, like we just be knowing stuff, <laughs> right? And, um, you know, so <laughs> we just be knowing stuff. And that same thing you talked about with like people coming to your office and just emotionally dump on you and just tell you everything. And you like, what, what, just, what just happened? Like, I didn't want to know none of that, right? Same thing. So, I, you know, in in my work, I worked in schools, I worked in nonprofit before I started my own business. And I utilized what I knew then, um, astrology, just knowing that I was empathic and and learning different things. I utilized it to build my staff teams Mm -hmm. and to, you know, maximize how my staff would work together and things like that. 
Right. Um, and then people knew that I was into astrology because I always talked about it. Like I said, I, it's just who I was all my life. And so people would come to my office and be like, oh, should I date this Aquarius or should I date this Cancer? Tell me about it. And then I already knew how to look up charts at that time. So I'd be like, let me look up the chart. Right. But I wasn't a professional yet. So I didn't realize, you know, that's unethical. Right. <laughs> right. So <laughs> now I'm like, no, I don't do that because I'm, you know, I'm charging you money for it. And I, you know, right. I don't want to do that. I want to be ethical in my practice. So. Um, if people come and ask me about somebody else, I'm always like, you know, I need more information as far as why, you know, and is yeah. the person involved? Like, do they want to be a part of the reading? Like, you know, what are we really doing? So as far as like, you know, how I got started, that's like a, a loaded story. So I'm going to try to <laughs> make it um, succinct because I really feel like God pushed me to do it. Okay. Um because I was never really comfortable sharing that I'd be knowing stuff and the things that I would see and the things that I would experience. I could talk about astrology because it was something that was more out in the world right. or mainstream. Right. But when you start saying that you see things or you hear things or you know things, people be like, oh, you need some medication. You need <laughs> to be in a padded room. Like you right. hearing voices, right. what you need, right? right? So we don't, you know, we don't talk about that, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I was, I knew that I always wanted to start my own business, but I always thought it would be something more, quote unquote, traditional, like okay. I would start my own nonprofit because I, you know, I worked in a nonprofit field and right. I thought that that's what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I got tired of working and being underpaid <laughs> and overused yeah. because one of my, you know, gifts, how it works is if I'm in a room full of people in a meeting, I can pick up on what everybody's feeling and I get these amazing solutions. Like you said, you have this th the ability to know like these are steps we need to take and this is the plan and I would have all these solutions and everybody would be sitting there mulling over this problem. I would just go, um, wait, why don't we just put, do this? I put it like as a puzzle, I'm putting it and they go, how do you just do that? I'm like, I don't know. They just came to me, right? And so I had a coworker who used to say, every time we were in a meeting that happened, he used to say, yo, when the apocalypse happens, because I live in New York, so that's the yo. Right. I lived in New York. Yo, when the apocalypse happens, I want you on my team. Like, I want to do the apocalypse with you because like right. your brain, he was like, where did that come from? Yep. So, you know, I knew that I had the ability and there was sometimes where it would come out, you know, and nobody would necessarily question it, but that, you know, was part of the process. And when I took a leap because I was tired of like getting overused like I was training people who were making twice the amount of money that I was making all these right. different things I said okay I want to try something different and so I moved across the country and I moved across the country and I thought okay I'm gonna try to be an artist or I'm just gonna like get another job in a nonprofit field I have all these skills why not right right nothing was happening nothing was working and I'm like oh my god what am I gonna do <laughs> so you know I pray you know I pray and I meditate and God was like you need to use your skills like you need to use your gifts like 
things that you can do that don't require money. Because, you know, a lot of people, when you start a business, you're like, okay, I got a budget. I'm getting yeah. all this together. It takes money to no. make money. For me, it was like, you don't got nothing. So what you doing? Right. right. Like, I was literally forced into the situation. Like, right. you don't have anything right now. So what are you doing? What, what are you going to do when you have nothing? Right. Are you going to give up? Are you going to start saying God isn't real because you're in this position? Why can't you find a job? God, why would you do this to me? Or are you going to realize this is your actual come to Jesus moment, right. as they say, this is your to, really, to really be you? Yeah. To stop hiding the gifts that I gave you because I gave them to you to help other people. There's a whole set of people out here waiting for you to show up. What are you doing? Right. Mm -hmm. So when I'm forced into that <laughs> position, I'm like, OK, I guess I'm doing it. But I still didn't initially start with astrology or doing readings because I still was like at that point I was in what they call the astrology community. Mm -hmm. So I knew I knew several black professional astrologers at that point who gave me hope that it was potentially something I could do as a career but I was like I need to go to a conference I need to get a certification because you know we're taught you got to go to college you got to do this you right. gotta, to I'm not ready to do that even though I've been studying all my life and I've been doing right. readings for people I know all my life uh, I don't know no so okay what can I do mm, I, I you know I'm trained in some other stuff that I can do so I started doing art therapy parties and aromatherapy parties. And I was selling mm. essential oils. It was going really, really slow. Um, and then one day I was doing a reading for a friend of a friend whose mother is a psychic, a known psychic from New Orleans. And um, I did a reading for her son. And when it was finished, he said, you're really good at this. Why don't you do this for real? And that was, that was the spark that I needed. And I was like, oh, shoot, this might be the missing piece. <laughs> so <laughs> then I started to do readings. And when I would do the readings, then I would also give the aromatherapy recommendations and things like that. And that's really when my oils and other things started to sell. Okay. okay. And so that was, that was... Right. And so that was the confirmation and the sign that it was like, this is the thing that God wants me to do, because this this made everything else work. Nothing else was working until I put that missing piece in. Right. And so that was in 2016. Mm -hmm. And I haven't so, really been able to turn away from it every time I think that is not working and I need to start doing something else still nothing else will work and it's like God is like just wait and I'm just like okay and then it starts picking up again so what is your so okay so is this I feel like so I'm torn when I think about like this as it relates to race right because part of me is like black people don't do this <laughs> but then I think about like New Orleans and you know other places where I'm like mm, I ain't never seen no white person with a voodoo doll. So maybe black people do voodoo. <laughs> so like what in terms of like racial makeup, what is the community like? Well, for me, I am honestly still at a point where I don't really have 
non, I don't want to say non-Black friends. That's not completely true. I don't have like white friends or a white circle. Okay. So the circles that I am in are predominantly Black, Indigenous, people of color. That's the politically correct term right now, right? I I don't know. And they are practicing. (laughs) Like these are people of color that are practicing some of the same things that you are practicing. Right. So it has really, so when I started, I was like a unicorn. And so the first time I did a vending event where I was the only reader there, and this was in Inglewood in Los Angeles. So that's a black neighborhood. Right. And um, there was other people there selling like soap and other things. And somebody was actually there doing Reiki, one of my friends. And then I was there doing readings. And that was one of the things that actually helped um, my business grow more because people were like, you're here and you're a black woman. Because when I'm telling you that I did know some professional astrologers from probably back since 2009, 2010, I met everybody through Twitter. Majority of them were black men. So it was Black men that I was seeing have success. Like who was writing the horoscopes for Ebony magazine was a Black man, not a Black woman, right? right? So it was like, you're a a young Black woman and you're doing astrology and oh my God. And it was like, everybody wanted to be on my mailing list. And then I did meet some non-Black people. I did meet some white people who were like, they have Black clients that they will want to send to me because they want to be, culturally aware and culturally sensitive when they're you know doing referrals so that was an amazing process now it has exploded and there's so many people who look like us who do what I do yeah right it's like what is it now that's that's five five or six years now so there's so many people doing it um and you know everybody has their own gift or their own approach to it um so there's so many options now for you know who you can go to um, but I wouldn't say that, you know, we don't do this because like I said, it's something that runs in our family, right? And so how we utilize it is one thing, right? Um, whether or not we decide to or we're called to do it full time as a career or not is is one thing, right? Mm-hmm. But it is something that runs through us, you know. Um, one of the other things that has emerged and exploded simultaneously with this is really um, more popularity to African religion and African spirituality. Mm -hmm. One of them being voodoo kind of a little bit, but more so Ifa or Arisha, which everybody's talking about like Oshun and everything now, right? Right. <laughs> Everybody's Beyonce did a video and like, oh, it's inspired by right. the goddesses and the deities, the Arisha Oshun, right? So that's another thing that has exploded. And so if we learn more about the spiritual practices that come from African culture and even indigenous cultures, we will find that there was always a village reader or the shaman, the one right. that everybody went to, right? right. Um, you know, in, in Western um, societies and in Western cultures, often um, people did not get married without having a reading. 
when your child was born, they had a reading and it, that's how their name was chosen. You weren't even given a name until the, the village shaman or reader, you know, said the message that was coming from spirit or God about this newborn baby. Um, there were naming ceremonies and then there were rites of passage ceremonies to say, this is this child's path. This is the message that we get from God about who this child is in the village or what this child is supposed to right. do. Right. And so that's still going on. You know, if if you get involved into the spiritual practices of, you know, the different types of African or indigenous systems, you'll learn that that is a very big part of it. Um, you know, even in Hinduism, there's an aspect to that that happens where you get readings for different parts of your life, especially when it comes to marriage, because it's taken very seriously. Mm -hmm. And if the reader says it's not a compatible match and the family is not with it, you don't get to marry that person in those cultures. Well, you so know. it's not that we don't do it as people. We still have these abilities as people, but what we have lost is the structure that mm -hmm. used, used to have a connection to of why it's important for us as a people and how it can help us as a people. And a lot of things were done and utilized to make us afraid of that process, right? And mm -hmm. so a lot of us have a preference for Christianity because there's been so many dark, evil images of what voodoo or other African religions look like, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and it's not, you know, what, what we think, you know? Well, like, you know, and what I think is also interesting is that, you know, there is there there are a lot of similarities in you know practicing some of the other because like you were talking about you know um, in certain religions or certain cultures they would go see the reader or they would go you know and get a blessing but that is very similar to what happens in the Christian church when people mm -hmm. prophesy over your life or people you dedicate your baby or your 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 baby typically back exactly. to the Lord the like christening. Like back to the Lord, like somebody is prophesying when Michael was born, I think probably all of my children, when Michael was born, like at his one year, when he was before, he was a baby. But when we went to dedicate him, you know, the preacher takes him, they speak prophecy over his life. Like it is very much the same. Mm -hmm. And so I think just in listening to you talk, like it's really interesting, the, um, the, the similarities, the, the really strong similarities between the two but how differently they are received and perceived in society. You know what I'm saying? Like when, the, when you think about, and I, I, I think you're right. Like a lot of that has to do with how, how they are, um, just how they are kind of marketed, right? So when you think about voodoo, you don't think about somebody doing voodoo to heal someone or somebody doing voodoo to, you know, um, tie somebody together in matrimony. You think about somebody doing voodoo to twist somebody's stomach in knots because they cut you off on the freeway. Like that is what you think about. And so and I think some of it is about education and, you know, reframing the brain in terms of how you process those things and how you think. Um, that's my question would be, so um, my question would be, what is your favorite type to practice? So do you like tarot best? Do you like Reiki? Do you like, <laughs> like, what do you, what do you like best? That's a good question. Um, let's see what I like best. I, um, it depends on the day. <laughs> okay. 
I am very, very, how they say, woo-woo. So, okay. um, you yeah, know, I've, I've, I've had points where I was like, I'm tired of astrology. Maybe I don't even need to do it anymore, right? Yeah. But then the next week, I'm like, nope, I love it again, right? right. Right. So it's just, you know, that's when, you know, like, it's just like anything else. Like when it becomes a job, you, you know, you need a break sometimes. Right. Right. So, um, I, but I, I would say as far as what I do now, astrology is, is my, it was my first love. Like even my first, um, science project when I was nine years old for the science fair was about astrology and trying to prove that it was real. Like, okay. you know, people doing volcanoes and other stuff and I had a a solar system thing going but my point was like this is real and the planets have energy and you know (laughs) I had the symbols for it and and was showing my hypothesis about you know why it was relevant right so and how the planets do actually really represent energy so this you know it's really my first love um Reiki I think could be really amazing but Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that I enjoy it necessarily it's not necessarily fun because it is a responsibility like all of this is a responsibility and for a long time I've I've been doing majority of my classes and sessions happen on Sundays and so sometimes I'm like I have a like unofficial little church kind of thing going you know um, and so I understand that, you know, it's serious. It, it really is serious, the things that people come to me for and with and, and what they're entrusting me with and, you know, what God has entrusted me with for them. Um, so it's not, you know, I think sometimes people, and I'm not saying this about you because I don't think you think it's cool because you already said, you know, being an empath is not cool, right? <laughs> but sometimes people think, oh my God, that's so cool. And I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's a responsibility, you know, it it's, it's like anywhere that you're a leader, you're a leader, and it's serious. Anywhere that you're a mother, you're a mother, and it's serious. So you love it, right? It's an honor, but it's not necessarily like fun. And so right, when I'm doing Reiki for somebody, I'm, I'm not only healing their energy, but I pick up on it first. But you're taking it on, yeah. And I'm channeling what what needs to be done and sometimes their ancestors come through you know and and stuff happens and I've had sessions where like the person might have something wrong with their hip and next thing I know like my hip is moving and I'm like what's going on with that part of your body right so and then I need to sleep for 10 days after giving certain people a healing yeah. right yeah. so um and see I the difference just, one of the differences um, between the two of us is you're an introvert and I'm not, right? So I'm an extrovert. I like being around people. It's funny because as I've gotten older, I like people less. <laughs> this pandemic, I'm like, y'all can stay over there. I don't like y'all no way. But I like being around people. But there are times that, depending on the situation, it is absolutely exhausting. Um, and they may not have even done anything. Like mm-hmm. they may, they may not have said anything. They may not have done anything. It's absolutely exhausting. And even mm-hmm. in my current, I've had conversations in my current situation where um, I knew about things, or I knew to ask about things that there were. I really had no reason, and I couldn't even be like 
oh, Angel called me and told me to ask about this. It was just like, hmm, something's off. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, we have the, like one of the, one of the gifts and curses, I guess, right now is that with that particular individual specifically, um, is the ability to be like, what's wrong? And mm -hmm. so now he'll be like, I don't think nothing. <laughs> I don't think nothing's wrong. I'm like, hey, okay, you know, okay, it's fine. Get, just get back to me, it's fine. Um, right. you know, so like, I guess that, you know, so that's one thing. But then the other thing that I would ask is like, so traditionally, you know, you hear about people reading palms or, you know, you would go somewhere and they would do a reading for you, whether they read your palm or whether they have cards, right? They're in front of you. It's a it's a face-to-face -face situation. Um, and more and more I see and read and hear about people doing readings online or like over the phone. Um, there's one young lady at home um, that, you know, she gets your information and then she will email you like, mm -hmm whatever the response is. So my question is like, how is that valid or as valid as I'm sitting across from you at the table and you can feel me because we are transferring energy because I'm sitting across from you, right? How is that as valid as I'm, I email you my name, phone number, my, my name, my birthday, the time I was born and some money. And you're like, Two days later, you like, well, I read something and here's what it said about you. Like, how is that, how is that as as valid or as equal? Because I know for me, in in considering those things, I'd be like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm not even sitting there. What you mean? What you mean you telling me about how my life and my career is gonna go? Like, I'm not even sitting there. This is not even an opportunity for you to exchange energy with me because we're in the same room. Because I understand exchanging energy because you're in the same room right because I, I unfortunately or fortunately um I've experienced that even when I didn't intend to so I understand about setting intention and being able to exchange that energy when we're in the same space but like how is it equally as valid if you are emailing somebody a reading or a response or you know a teaching or something like that good question so energy is everywhere god is everywhere there's no limit to how far i could travel or not now some people are better at tuning in when they're right next to you or it could be stronger because they're right next to you we're not stronger in the sense of like um whether or not they can pick up on the message because you can still pick up on that message from a distance but if i'm right next to you i may feel you literally more right right Versus if I'm at a distance, I might still feel it, but it might not be like smacking me in the face as hard. And I could just tell you what I'm picking up on. Right. Right. So, I mean, in terms of like the energetic realm or the, the psychic realm, we call that telepathy. Things like telepathy, telekinesis that we see in movies to an extent does actually exist in real life. I mean, we have to think about the fact that like believing we're children of God, right? And God is omnipresent, omnipotent in all things. Why don't we believe that we also can have fractions of that, right? We're not all knowing, we're not gonna have it all, but we're a fraction of it. So right. we do have that ability and some of us more than others. Right. 
some of us um, hone it more than others. And some of us, when God is putting us together, you know, they say, oh, there's the sauce. They put a whole bunch of sauce in this one. Some people, God puts more sauce in for some reason. And, you know, they have all of the psychic abilities. Some, some people are just really gifted at one way. Like some people right. can do Reiki and that's all they do, right? Some, right. And, and sometimes that's a choice, right? Some people do tarot and that's that's all they do. And that, for them, they feel like that's the only way that their gift works. Other people can channel through all the things, you know? Yeah. And it's it's honestly when you're doing, if you do Reiki or if you do cards or if you use crystals or palm, even tea leaves, whatever, a crystal ball, whatever it is, it's a tool so that the other person feels like you're using something or that you are using something, honestly. But if you really have a gift, you don't even really need anything. Hmm. A lot of times when I do the readings is just to help me clarify something and to give the person an image so I can show them the cards and right. really like explain what's coming up because people are visual, right? So even using an astrology chart, it's like giving the familiar language of, you know, your zodiac sign is Gemini and this person's a Sagittarius and that person's a Leo and so da, 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 da. So it's the familiarity that helps the person receive the message. And then seeing the visual of their chart and the images of the planets around it helps them process it, right? Mm -hmm. But honestly, majority of the time, readers who are really gifted don't necessarily need those tools. Okay. And as people do things more and more and more, they they start to see how their gift actually shifts. Mm -hmm. And they don't need the tools as much. And they don't need certain things as much anymore. Because over time, it just keeps growing. And so that's why I like utilizing herbs and like a lot of people talk about sage I'm so sick of hearing about sage but utilizing herbs and different things like plants have biochemistry just like people do so they're connected to energy as well and they help with different things right and every medication that is made you know pharmaceutical wise has some slight percentage of some herb or plant in it that makes it work right Right. So we understand that those things can help us. And so that's why, you know, you hear so many people saying like they use sage or they use the crystal because those things ground them and help clear their energy for when they're doing all this different different type of energy work. Right. Now, there are some people who do astrology and it's not energetic for them or psychic for them at all. It's completely flat out astrology knowledge based. Okay. I was going to, okay. Because there is a whole bunch of information that you can study and access that will just tell you everything. And then if you right. just memorize all the things, right. right, because it's like, it's mathematical, right? A chart is a circle, right? right. It's mathematical. So it, it's scientific. And there's a whole bunch of information that backs it up. And you can just do a lot of studying and memorize everything. Okay, because that's but then how do you know if you are going to get a reading if someone is gifted or if they like nine, 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 let me read your palm. Like, you know, are you going to just dial in and they're going to have a script they're reading from? Like, how do you know if someone you're going to, or how do you know if someone wanted to, was interested in getting a reading, right? Or interested in having someone um, do Reiki or interested in, you know, just get, I'll just say getting a reading of some sort. Mm -hmm. How do they know how to find somebody who's genuine? How do you, I mean, 
I mean, you know, because I feel like I remember growing up, my grandma used to be like, you don't let everybody lay hands on you. And I would right. assume that would be the same sort of concept mm-hmm. here. Like, you don't let everybody into your soul. You know what I mean? You don't right. let everybody read that. So how do you mm-hmm. know? How would you know whether they're genuine or they just want your $29.99? Like, I mean. <laughs> right. So really, like, um, sometimes it's about discernment, right? And if you're drawn to the person as a reader, there's a reason for that. And then you, okay. you do a little bit of looking into them, right? Most of the time people have a website. They should have some testimonials or whatever. But most of the time, um, people refer people, right? We still, even though we all on the internet, it's still most things happen because my friend told me about you. My cousin told me about you. My auntie told me about you. And so somebody that we trust knows this person. And then that's how, you know. The other way, like I said, is like you go and you look at their website, you look at their stuff, you get a feel for it, um, and you make a decision about, you know, if you feel like there's someone you can trust. And you can always ask people questions, you know, like, where did you learn how to do this? How long have you been doing it? You know, just like people always ask, how much is it? You can ask other questions as well, too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think... I wanted to tell you something funny when you were (laughs) asking the question too. One of the ways that um, God pushed me to actually admit that I wasn't just reading astrology based on astrology information, but there was some channeling and mediumship happening was I was doing, there were a couple of readings that I did for a few people. And I thought that I would be able to type up what I had told them after we got off of the, the session, off of the Zoom. And I've been using Zoom for a long time. I've been using Zoom and stuff since like 2015, maybe even before that. And I would get off and I wouldn't remember anything I said. And it would even happen sometimes with friends. Like there were moments where I would say something and my friend would be like, how did you know? And I'd be like, what did I just say? Right? And then they would tell me back and I'd be like, I don't know how I knew that. I don't know where that came from, right? And then one time I was in the session doing the reading for the girl and she happened to be someone who had did a little bit of studying of astrology and she stopped me. She said, wait a minute. She said, you're not reading this from my chart. You can't see that in my chart. Right. And I was like, oh, shoot. She calling me out. <laughs> session over. I was like, uh, so I was like, well, actually, there is you know, there is some ancestral information that you can see in an astrology chart, but I was going further and she was right. And so I was like, okay, it's time for me to start admitting this other aspect of what I, what I'm capable of or what comes through me. I like to say, cause it's not me really. Right. Um, so, you know, sometimes that's how, you know, right. When you realize like, this person is telling me about astrology. This person got the card, but she sent way more than what, <laughs> like, what the card. Or I only asked her about this, but she told me a whole bunch of other stuff that she shouldn't know about me, right? Yeah. So that that's how you know, because like people can be medical intuitives as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like you mentioned, you know, you could be around people and start to feel tired or right. feel pain. Even it's like, why am I hurting all of a sudden? 
And then you leave and you're like, oh, my stomach don't hurt no more. My back don't hurt. And it's like, okay. And now, you know, for a few years now, I'm to the point where something happens and I'm like, okay, whose back is hurting? Whose is this? I know when it's not mine. Right. 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 And I've had situations, like especially family and people that I'm really close to, you know, something's happening with somebody. I had to pick up the phone and be like, what's going on? Or I'm not, I'm not, I won't even necessarily be sure sometimes. One day I was somewhere and like my neck was killing me. And then I got a phone call that something happened to somebody in our family. And I was like, oh. Yeah. So that's I'm gonna, what that so, was. Actually, I'm going to tell you something. And then I have, a, I have one final question. So it's funny that you say that because when I was younger, I used to write poetry. Um, you know, we're all a bit artistic. Anyway, I used to write poetry. Right. <laughs> Um, I can remember writing and some of it was really graphic, like really graphic poetry. And I was younger. I was seven, eight, up to eight, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, it was, that was my outlet. I was a nerd. I used to read books and write poetry. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody right. would ever believe it now. But anyway, that's what I used to do. And I can remember a specific poem that I wrote that was about having an abortion. And I had never experienced it ever. Like I was like 10 or maybe 12, I don't know, but I had never, I had never experienced an abortion. I had never, um, I don't know that I knew anybody that had had one that I knew of, you know, we were, I was a kid, I was a, I was in middle school. Um, I had never like seen it on TV. Like it wasn't like I had these graphic images in my mind that would allow me to have written this poem that literally described an abortion from start to finish in deep in grave detail Mm -hmm. um and I remember like as I got older kind of thinking back on that poem I was like I had no reason to know that Mm -hmm. I had no context for that um and so yeah I I do think I do think it shows up um Mm -hmm. the last question I have is so if you have these abilities right how, well, I have two questions. So one is, if you have these abilities, why haven't you like won the lottery? That's the first one. And then the other question is like, if you have these abilities, why do you not have, I won't say the perfect life, because I don't, I don't know that there is a perfect life, right? But if you have these abilities to kind of, the, the ability of discernment, the ability to kind of see things as they're happening, as they are unfolding, you know, some ability, you know, of discernment to kind of see into maybe the future a little bit, um, you know, the possibility of what could happen, then how come that doesn't translate into um, like you having all the things, like all the things, and I don't even necessarily mean material things, right? But like, you know, you talk like, so for me, sometimes when I, when I listen to people and they are harping on being able to manifest, right? I manifested da 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 I mean, I, and I believe in that. I believe in the power of the tongue. I believe in positive affirmations. I believe in speaking things into existence. But, and I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not as good at it as I would like to be, right? Some of my self-talk isn't the best self-talk. I realize that. But like, sometimes when I see those people and things are really not going well for them, I'm like, well, do you not believe what you're telling me? You know, so I guess that's my question. Like, if you have these abilities, not just you, but like people who have these abilities, how come they aren't like hitting the lottery and living like this amazing life? Because that's what I would think. Like, mm-hmm. I could see, 
even a little bit, I would be like, well, let me just tell you about these however many numbers is in the in the thing, Powerball five and one. Like, I got something for that. So how mm-hmm. come it doesn't work that way? Nothing is perfect. I mean, you could ask the same question, like, how come your pastor isn't perfect? How come you got struggling pastors? Or how come you got people? You know what I mean? Like, we're yep. people. Right. We're people. So there's no such thing as perfection. And we're each here with different destinies and different paths so nobody's past looks the same and then also what is important to someone else may not be important to the next person and somebody could be talking about manifesting something and you may not know what it is that they wanted to manifest they could be talking about manifesting better self-esteem they could be talking about manifesting um ten dollars right and that doesn't translate into they could be talking about Right. They could be talking about manifesting a friendship. They could be talking about manifesting support. They could be talking about something that they have been struggling with finally coming to conclusion that they manifested that. Right. Right. So if they say they manifested a million dollars and, you know, they don't have a million dollars, that's different. right? Right. But there's different perspectives to what is important and what is valuable and what is needed for each person at different points in time, as well as what even abundance is, because abundance is not just about money. It's not about perfection because there's no such thing as perfect, right? And to someone who is like having all the things or having a certain picture of what things are, that may not be important to the person that you're watching talk about how things are great. Okay. Right. So this is one of the things I wanted to say earlier. Like I'm always in awe of my life. Okay. Always. Because things that I don't necessarily expect to happen happen. And especially when I'm not even expecting for them to happen. Okay. There is magic at in in all different ways. There's abundance in all different ways. For some people, it may be money Mm -hmm. and they may focus on manifesting money and then they can if their gift works that way and if they're focused on it, whatever's meant to happen for them. For some people, it could be connections and support because maybe, and I can speak about this for myself, I will now, maybe you've never felt like you fit in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what you wanted to manifest was a space where there are other people who get you. Right. Right. Maybe um, sometimes there's something that you need an answer to. There's a puzzle that you're trying to figure out and then you have an aha moment. And you feel blessed and amazing because you got the answer to this puzzle or this problem that you've been trying to figure out. So it's not always about things. And I am really a person who is not about things, you know, and being completely honest, I come from a place where I had all the things. I had things, but that's not what I needed. It's usually not. It's not what I needed. And so I have been on more of a spiritual quest 
because having certain experiences, mm -hmm. having certain connections to people, knowing that I am loved and supported even when I don't have all the things because the things don't even really matter to me. Like I need things so I have a roof over my head and so I could get to A and B or whatever, but that's not important at the end of the day. Because those things, what, what are those things going to do? They take up space, right? So what makes one person happy and what makes another person happy is two different things. And you'll find that a lot of people who have all the things and look happy still aren't. So I can have nothing. Like I told you, I started my business because I had nothing. Right. Right. Had nothing. You know what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And it was moments of struggle. But right. there were miracles happening at the same time. Right. Because God was like, this is what I want you to do. And it's not going to be easy. Being a mother ain't easy. Being a leader ain't easy. Being a pastor ain't easy. So like I said, being somebody's tarot reader, astrologer, coach ain't easy because people are looking up to you and looking to you for answers. And I ain't choose this. Like you said, I didn't want these gifts. I didn't want these gifts. I tried to run from it, hide for it. One day I asked God, why you give me this? I don't want to take it back. Like I did all of that. Yeah. But it was like, I wasn't happy. I appeared that my life was fine because I had a full-time job mm -hmm. and when I wanted to move or whatever I wanted to do, I had the money to do it for the right. most part. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was quote unquote, you know, it was stable or whatever, but I wasn't happy. You were unfulfilled. I was, I was drained because I was trying to do what everybody else thought was the right thing to do. Right. So I still have issues and problems and challenges that come up now because that's part of being human. But generally speaking for the most part i am happy till somebody messes with me and it's like why is this person messing with me leave me alone right right right, <laughs> right? and so that's why like i'm a type of person who i laugh a lot you know because life is hilarious to me even the the horrible things that happen i'm like are we serious right now this is what we going through right and then just as horrible things could be is just as miraculous things can be in an instant things can shift and change and you know success is fleeting too yeah you know and you failure. It's all success one minute and you got all this money one minute and it's great and then something happens and then boom right so you know failure happens that's why people say you fail forward yeah. right failure is just showing you your next shift so everything for me, you know, is an opportunity and a learning experience. And I think that, you know, a lot of things have to change with how we look at things. Mm -hmm. And I was really hoping that, you know, being in a quarantine locked in situation mm -hmm. that we as human beings would take that opportunity to become more compassionate and more understanding and really reevaluate what matters yeah. but sadly to say I am sad about it most people came out of quarantine just wanting more of the glamour and the stuff that they couldn't have while they were quarantined yeah. and so 
you know, unfortunately, as someone who does have prophetic energy, I can say we're going to continue to go through things. Even astrology could tell you we're going to continue to go through things over this next decade. You know, um, in the 1920s, it was the roaring 20s and women was burning their bra and it was just like, we're going to have some stuff happen. It's another 20s period, right? right. 2020, 2021, 2022. Some stuff is going to happen over this next decade because we have to change. We're having an energetic shift. The things that we think matter don't matter. Right. And we're going to continue to be manipulated until we say enough is enough and start to come together and really appreciate each other as humans and what we can contribute to each other. We are our greatest resource. Absolutely. But we continue to push each other aside, throw each other away, because you don't look how I want you to look, and you don't act how I want you to act, and you don't fit into my little perfect box. Right. And so we continue to isolate ourselves. Even when we're not in quarantine, we isolate ourselves. I don't want to be bothered with them. People have, you know, family members that they refuse to speak to. They mad about something that happened. Somebody owed them money, whatever the situation. Okay. Is it worth all of that? Sometimes, girl. Sometimes it's toxic. Yes. Right. But then it's like, we all need healing and everybody has a toxic part of them. Nobody's perfect. That's right. So, I may not like how your toxic looks and you might not have like how my toxic looks, or whatever, but there is work that needs to be done for us to get over it and right. get through that. And the more that we just are like, you know, putting our hands up and pushing each other away and not having compassion and understanding, yeah. the more that we're just going to continue to have the same struggles as a whole collective of human beings on this planet at this point in time. I would have to agree. Um, I would have to agree. I uh, I want to thank you for um, for joining me and like sharing that. Like I don't. I think that just even talking through it, you know, gleans perspective, right? Because you come into um, people typically shy away from things they don't understand. And right. so you come into it and you're like, oh, this has got to be evil. This has got to be of the devil. This can't be godly. This has got to be, you know, demonic. And then you start to really kind of peel back the layers uh, and look at the fact that a lot of the things, a lot of the practices are very similar. You know, a lot of the things that um, are being done, are being worshipped, are very similar. Now, granted, you know, for me, there's only one God. Like, and that's not to say that I don't respect other religions. I do respect people who have other religious beliefs. I just don't, you know, I just don't pray to those things. I just don't worship those things. But in the grand scheme of things, like when you start to peel back the layers of spirituality, many of those things are the same across the board. Mm -hmm. um, it's just the lens in which you choose to look at it because there are many Christians We'll put up the air quotes around Christians. <laughs> there are many Christians who are out here praying for other people's downfall, praying for them to get hurt, praying for bad things to happen to them. Um, and then, no, they aren't necessarily practicing voodoo, but let's not, you know, let's not um, be naive and think that every Christian is praying for success and health and abundance for everyone, because that's, that's not the truth, you know? So- you know, I do appreciate you taking the time to like, to be transparent 
because um, I know that that's not necessarily an easy space, not just for an introvert or an empath, but you know, to be to be transparent about something that you hold so dear that you know could easily be judged or you know misconstrued. So even though we're um, thinking, I don't fortunately <laughs> for thank you, you know, thank you for having me and for saying that. But fortunately, um, I'm clear that part of my path and purpose is to be authentic and transparent and to say perfection isn't real yeah because I've struggled with that so much and so that is a big part of my message so all my um students and clients that work with me that's one of the things they love about me is that I'm so real you know and I've had friends throughout my life they're like you're the realest person that I know I'm like I'm never gonna tell you that I'm perfect even when people thought my life was perfect and they told me that I was like no it ain't let me tell you why yeah because I'm not we're not doing that (laughs) we're not doing that so just because I can smile and laugh doesn't mean that everything is perfect I'm just I'm managing it and maybe I manage certain things better than others you know you might be better at financial planning than me I might be better at knowing when we need to leave a space because something about to go down you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses and you know I'm I'm honest about that you know just as much as I can say everything that I'm good at I can tell you everything that I'm horrible at too and I don't hide it because I don't I don't like when people get on social media and get online and they start to idolize um, readers and things like that the same way they idolize celebrities and I'm like no person I don't care Oprah, Deepak Chopra, everybody you look up to, Beyonce, everybody got a different set of problems. Yep. They might want their problems because they're like, oh, they got millions. They don't want their problems either. <laughs> right? nope. Nobody wants the problems they have to deal with, but we all have them. But the same way, like I said, we all have struggles. We all have things that we have to work through and we all experience miracles too. That's right. And that is God. God is a spectrum. So... That is probably, yeah, that probably (laughs) sums it up. I think God is a spectrum probably sums it up nicely. So um, I appreciate you. Um, We are very, very different. (laughs) We are very, very different, (laughs) but um, we're still family and I still appreciate you. And, um, you know, I value what you are contributing um, it's valuable. So um, stay different <laughs> um, and introverted. And, um, you know, if you ever need me, I'm just a phone call away. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Thanks for having me. Of course. Talk to you Love later. You. All right. Bye. Love you too. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode. I can't wait to hear your feedback. But until then, be nice, be authentic, because yeah, I'm listening.